This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. The triumvirate of Dak, Dolan and Diaz wasn't enough to prevent Hurricane WCW causing damage at Ewood Park. Vyman, Conway and Wells spearheaded the City team once again, with team being the operative word. A City win on the road for the first time this season. The poll, it said it was a tough one to call and it was a win of 32%, lose 16% and a draw of 52%. So yeah, 32% getting that correct. And Matt, we're up to third in the league, but we're by no means getting carried away. No, because we're now fourth because Reading won. So, uh, up Pearson, to the minute, live information Pe- here on three peeps. <laughs> Pearson, Pearson out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. After the game, we were, we went up to third. Um, and what a game. Um, you know, it when I was looking at the table last night, I was thinking, bloody hell, a week before, if we'd held on to the Blackpool win, which we should have done, we'd have been top. And it kind of, you know, it just make, makes you think. And if Mianti yeah, yeah. But I think I think that is a fair, um, because of the way the Blackpool game sort of panned out. But it just kind of shows we're what eight games in now. Um, and I think Gary Johnson always used to say, and then Lee followed it. Ten games gives you an idea of where you are. Preston at home, and then Burnley away. Uh, or is it Norwich in between that? I can't remember which way yeah. around it falls. Um, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? So it's Preston, then Norwich, then Burnley. So probably 11 games if we're still in and around the playoffs there. You know, happy days. But just just a brilliant performance, a really enjoyable game to what to watch and a brilliant performance. Yeah, Lee's three words were breathtaking, brilliant bromance. Um, I don't know if he's talking about me and you, Matt, after the picture that was captured or um, or the team. But there Could we go. have been, yeah. yeah. Um, um, or you and Andy. I understand you picked Andy up on the third goal or a final whistle. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. But it definitely wasn't the third goal because I was oh, robbed right. of a celebration of that one. But oh, we're uh, all right. maybe we'll the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a tweet in I'll quickly read out. It's from Dr. Dean Allen. An outstanding team display by Bristol City at Blackburn. While we still look like conceding at times, we have a front line now that oozes pace and goals up to third in the league. Nigel Pearson is getting things right. Life is good right now as a City fan. And I've read that out because he's with us now. Dean, how are you, sir? Hello, chaps. Yeah, very well, thank you. Especially after that yesterday. What a what a game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and you're good. settled back in now after your travels? I am. I'm back in South Africa, uh, which is uh, which is great. Uh, nice, nice sunny day. It started September, so it's spring down here. So basically, I've followed the summer. So yeah. I've uh, I played I played a blinder this year. You have. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you could take take some credit for kickstarting the season. I think it all started from your first game of watching. It was, yeah. I mean, we, Wigan wasn't the best, but we got a result. And then those two home performances against Luton and Cardiff, not to concede. And then, of course, when you asked who wants to go on the pod, I have to keep my 100% record up. So I was the first <laughs> to put my hand up. Absolutely. Right, we're going to do our check-in. Uh, apologies, we missed it on the last pod. But uh, yeah, off the back of our podcast, episode 177 with Talk Club, we're going to do How Are We Out of 10? So Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm um, I'm a nine, I think. Oh. Um 
following on from from yesterday, great great result. I've had a, a nice weekend. Um, boring people as listen. I, whenever we go up north, I stay with friends. Um, so it's always lovely. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm at a nine. And Man United beating Arsenal, so yeah, happy yeah, days. A three hundred and ten mile round trip for for us. Was um, it? Yeah, that hasn't course. dampened the spirits. It all, it's always quite nice. You fly home, don't you? Um, after uh, after an away win. But, how uh, much money have you got? I had to drive. Yeah, no, I flew. Okay. I flew. Uh, 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 Jetpack. Yeah. Uh, do you know what though, Patch? On on that point, three hundred and ten mile round trip. Following on from Blackpool, which is obviously similar sort of distance, mm. and then before that, Wigan. And there's been a bit of stick from I've seen on Twitter the fact we had 600 fans there the weekend. Um, for me, anybody that went in, in you know, the, the fact that it's three quick games like that, traveling those sort of distance in current climate, unbelievable yeah. support. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was a generally still generate a great atmosphere. The away following of Bristol City always do. So uh, it was, yeah, it was great to be in the away end for, for yesterday. Um, yeah. Dean, do you want to go next? Yeah, I think I'm also a nine, which is uh, quite unusual, uh, unusual for, for uh, you know, a Sunday evening and stuff like that. But no, it's uh, it, it's good to be back home. I've had a wonderful trip back, met you boys, uh, saw some good football. Uh, we had a great night out in Liverpool and uh, and yesterday just capped it. I just I didn't. I must admit, I was one of the people that voted for a for a draw. I thought if we get a draw, I'll be happy with that. Mm. But uh, no, it was, I was blown away by the standard of football. I thought we were, it was entertaining, wasn't it? But we'll talk about that. But today, back home in PE, sun shining. Yeah, definitely a night. Yeah, I think I think you always go to away games, you know, at 3 p.m. or whatever time kickoff is. Thinking a draw would be a good result, but um, you know the way that we're attacking things now, it's uh, you're knocking on thinking it's um, it's a win. But uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm going to finish it off with a nine as well. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's been a good weekend, good trip up to uh, Blackburn, and uh, yeah, first first day of school tomorrow for the, for the littlest boy. So um, yeah, it's going to be a good day. Good. Right. Let's have a look at the starting lineup then. So Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, Sykes, James, Scott, De Silva, Vyman, Conway, and Wells. Um, 150th league appearance yesterday for Andy Vyman. So congratulations to him. Um, Matt, any major shocks in there? I mean, I think the the decisions were where to, whether to stick with Wells and Conway and who's the middle two effectively. Yeah, was that unchanged then? I think it was, wasn't it? Was that um, unchanged the lineup? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I actually thought he may go Williams in the midfield with, with James. Um, so I was really pleased that he stuck with Scott. And then we'll talk about what a great decision that was. Um, and we said on the pod the other night, for, for me up front, as, as much as Antoine Semenya was impressed with his substitute appearances, the partnership of Tommy Conway and, and Naki Wells, I would have been amazed if he dropped either of those. And then similarly with Sykes at, at right wing back, he's been excellent stuff. So, yeah, no, no surprise. And it's the old adage, isn't it? You don't change a winning team. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I think Pearson got his spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Dean, any any surprises from you? It's been fairly settled, hasn't it? I mean, the, the goalkeeper picks himself. The back three seem to pick themselves at the moment. It's only been Sykes getting suspended that's caused a bit of a change around. No, I, I agree. I think uh, especially with the lads up front, the way they've been playing, um, if they, like, like Nigel, Pearson said himself, if you play well enough, you keep the shirt. And that's that's how a squad should be. And the lads on the bench will realise that. And when they come on, it's their time to take a chance, which Semenya, of course, has done in the past, but still not probably enough to dislodge the front two. So, no, I was glad it, it's a settled side again with our main man, Scott, in the middle where he should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice um, it's a nice quandary for Pearson to have in it, or a nice situation is 
not having to change the side. And and I think even if you go back to our successful sides in years gone by, it's been a pretty consistent lineup, hasn't it, all the way through? Mm. You know, you could almost name that that Steve Cottrell side. Yeah. Um, and Pearson's now got an opportunity of being able to name the same side, but not because he's got such a small squad or because of injuries. He's doing it now by choice, which is which is great, isn't it? So yeah, on the bench, O'Leary, Wilson, Masengo, King, Williams, Martin, and Semenyo. Again, a good bench. Uh, yeah, strong bench. Very strong bench. Um, and still to come into that, we've got Callas at some point. <laughs> Who knows when? Um, and Benarus as well. Um, you know, a good, a good couple of months Which, away. Yeah, still. I was going to say sort of Christmas time. It, it is one, um, and we, you know, we're fortunate enough that on this podcast, you know, a number of the local journalists and and, and people sort of listen to the pod. And thank you. Um, but it'd be great to get that question about Thomas Callas. What is the situation? Mm. Um, I understand with Nigel Pearson that he doesn't like to to divulge timelines necessarily, but it's just gone really, really quiet, hasn't it? So it yeah. would be good to understand well, what, what is going on. And also Closer um, and Pring, effectively, not yeah. on the bench there either. I don't know yeah. if Closer's Closer's an, in, Closer's an injury. Right, okay. um, He's got a, a knee injury, has been said. Don't know about Cam Pring at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Blackburn, Matt, uh, was ex- half expecting to see Smodic in the team? Uh, not even in the squad, was he? No, not yeah, even on the bench. Yeah, you'd think. Big signing, so you would think, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Dolan, who we'll come on to in a bit, was also on the bench. Um, and what, I just want to pick up on the the number 18, I think, no, 36, Adam Wharton. Yep. He, yep. he honestly looked 15, if not a day older. And I looked up how old he was, and he just turned 18. But, uh, good player. Yeah. I thought yeah, he was a good player. They had some good individual players in the team. Yeah, they had... Um... What was the other lad? Um, there was Wharton and something similar, wasn't it? In the other midfielder from um, Liverpool, um, and then up front, the lad George Hurst is David Hurst's from Sheffield Wednesday's oh, son. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, on loan from Leicester. I think I read that he's on loan with a, an option to buy. But um, yeah, and ironically, or not ir- irony is not the wrong word to use there, but. Nigel Pearson signed him for the the Belgium side that he was in charge of, oh, right. um, and then he went to Leicester. So yeah, okay, yeah. Kaminsky, Travis, Hyam, Pickering, Carter, Dak, Wharton, Hedges, Brereton, Morton, and Morton. Hurst. Tyler, I think it's Tyler, Tyler Morton's Liverpool Tyler, lad. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get to the minutes. Um, apologies if these minutes are slightly out, but uh, there was a lovely jumbo screen with the score on it, but no minutes. Um, so yeah, I've tried my my best to to predict these and just by looking at my watch. But anyway, first minute it's Blackburn with the explosive start. George Hurst down the right gets the cross in, nice dummy from Hedges, and Dak's shot is parried by Bentley back onto Hedges, um, whose head you know, he can't direct it with the speed on the ball and it's travelling and it goes over. So an early let off for City, Dean there. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, the ball came back with such speed. I think it hit the lad in the face and it went straight down and bounced over. I mean, he couldn't do it if he tried again. Um, yeah, normally it's us making that quick start. It was very reminiscent of us in the last few games. But uh, yeah, my, my certainly my heart was in my mouth when when Dak lined that up. So Bentley, Bentley did what he had to do, got his body in the way. And as I said, we were fortunate with the rebound. And I thought, here we go. Surely not. And um, yeah, I think that was important because that would have changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Bristol City, over the years, we're so used to having an opportunity ourselves in the first five minutes, Matt. And uh, yeah, that certainly certainly shuts down a little bit. Came out of nothing, really, as well, wasn't it? It was a bit of a long ball into the channel and and, and Naismith um, kind of allowed the run, if you like, in good good dummy. Dax was a good shot. 
it's, it's something I've often said about Dan Bentley. He does seem to, when he makes a save, it comes back out centrally as opposed to being pushed wide. Um, now, on this one, yeah, as, as Dean said, Hedges didn't even know it was coming at him, but we, we got away with one because I've watched it back and he, he wasn't offside with the shot, so it would absolutely have counted. So, yeah, we did get away with one. But you're right, we're, we're so used to seeing us start quickly. It was a bit of a shock to the system. And, and I will be honest to say that I, I turned around and said to, to Rach, this is going to be a long afternoon, I think. I think they're going to be a bit too good for us. But thankfully, I was I was well wrong. It's a shame in the transfer and they didn't sign Benson, isn't it? Are you with me? Yes, yes, yeah, very Thank much you. so. Benson yeah, and Benson Hedges. And Hedges. <laughs> yeah, Thank you yeah. very much, Mike Bassett. England we will be playing at 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyone who's subject? not watched it, please, I was going to say exactly the same. Bassett, yeah. England manager, I think, brilliant you can, film. I think you can get it for free on YouTube. Absolutely yeah, can you? Classic. Oh, yeah. it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Okay. Brad, um, Bradley Walsh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Right, so for the next sort of 20 minutes, there's there's no real notes other than we've had a good, good couple of corners from Naismith, all well delivered and all well defended. Um, and Dean, you know, it, it was it was that first chance and then it was just sort of everyone sounding each other out for the next 20 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit backwards and forwards. Um, but the tempo was good. Uh, I was watching it on the ESPN feed over here and the the, the commentator was uh, always commentating, uh, was mentioning quite often about the tempo of the game. I mean, it was backwards and forwards. Uh, it was it was a good entertaining game, albeit no um, clear clear chances. Uh, but you could see us growing into the game. And as you said, we I think our corner count was quite significant. I mean, we had we had quite a few corners before they even got their first one. Um, and with with Naismith's delivery, you always fancy yourselves because he's putting it in decent areas. But uh, no, the the I think that you'll come to the first first chance. It, did, it was the Vyman chance, wasn't it? it was coming next yeah yeah there was so uh, actually first of all it's a uh, 26th minute and it's a james corner from the left and a naismith glancing header goes wide so interchanging matt with james and naismith on set pieces and alex scott also took a couple yesterday as well but it's something that that we've been trying to get right for quite some time I don't think that's a bad thing, though, to, to change it up and have, you know, an ing swinger from both sides, which you get from Nate Smith and then James, but also doing it the opposite and get his swinging out. So so varying it, you, you also, it's one of those with, with Carl Nate Smith as well. His delivery is excellent, but he's also quite a big lad, um, as we'll talk about for the third goal. So you also miss his heading ability when he's not in the mix, don't you? So mm. I think it's the right thing to do. And, and Matty James has got decent delivery, as has Alex Scott. So you've got three players there that you know should be delivering decent dead balls. Yeah. Uh, 28th minute is Vyman, Wells and Sykes combining really well. There was some great interplay between between those. And, you know, Sykes, Sykes has added a lot of pace down that right-hand side, but I think it was Vyman getting more joy down the right yesterday um and it led to another corner so i think yeah we probably have at least four or five corners in that first half 30th minute i've just got a note about dan bentley's distribution um i think nigel pearson has picked up on it and has absolutely berated him on a on a number of occasions matt particularly in the first half yesterday just seemed a, a bit nonchalant with the way that he was sort of playing it there was it wasn't driven and it was a little bit of a a chip sort of pass and he he played one that did, I don't know if it was Sykes or who it was but he, he put whoever it was under so much pressure Jay De Silva it was sorry he played it out to Jay now the smallest bloke on the pitch and you're playing a ball out to him against a, a you know a big fullback that he was up against so yeah it was I was a little bit um aggravated with with Dan then and like I said it, it just felt as though he wasn't 
fully on it. Yeah, uh, there was some great chat. I don't know if you picked up on this on the TV, Dean, but there was uh, Champions of Eng- England, you'll never sing that chant from Blackburn. And quite an entertaining exchange going on down in the corner with all sorts of uh, sights and sounds. Um, yes. But then our reply, I really liked, we've won it three times. Johnston's paint trophy, we've <laughs> yeah. won it three times. <laughs> Which actually isn't factually correct, is it? No, it was the freight rover <laughs> yeah. and then it was something else. Yeah. But yeah, the... So, uh, so we- Lads, we need to get the Football League trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good banter. Really good banter. I also quite like, just like... Just like Bristol, your Rovers is... S-H. Yeah, Yeah, no, good stuff. Right, 36 minutes, City living dangerously. A guilt-edged chance for Blackburn goes wide from Hurst, caused by Rob Atkinson bringing the ball out, which we do like to see, but not on this occasion, Dean. Yeah, he got caught, didn't he? And uh, I thought uh, that was a very good chance when that went past the post. Um, I, I, yeah, Rob, Rob Atkinson, the last few games has been immense. Yesterday, he was probably the, uh, I won't say any of them were weak yesterday, but probably out of the, the back three, he would he would have been the one you would have looked at and said a few question marks. But uh, no, I, I at the end of the day, like with Naismith, uh, I know people were phoning in yesterday. I, I must admit, old, uh, what was he, John on Radio Bristol, it made me laugh. I mean, having seen that incredible display, he phones up Jeff Twentyman and starts moaning about Naismith saying how, he, how he's going to give him palpitations and stuff like that. I had to reply. I said, come on, John, you've watched enough rubbish over the years. The lad's, the lad's, a, lad's a footballer. He's going to take risk and he's going to get caught out. But, I, I mean, I just, he's just a joy to watch. And Rob Atkinson's is, is getting like that. I mean, if he wants to come out and bring the ball out, unfortunately, that's the risk you're going to take. It, it happens at all levels. If we want to play football, we're going to get caught. But, uh, I, again, yesterday, I know it's a cliche, the first goal was important. It would have, it would have been a different dynamic, um, perhaps, if they'd have got that that chance and stuck it away because maybe our heads would have dropped but we were yeah. we were playing well at that time and, and good on him for trying it yeah I think what Dave Fev said Matt on the podcast um in the week about Naismith and that if that's the way we're going to play you know we will get used to it because it's it's more positive than negative risk and reward isn't it you know you you you, you take that risk and and um not as a, a selfish plug but um I've sort of said it reminds me very much of the Newcastle team in the 90s that is almost like, well, you know, we're going to concede, but we're also going to score more than you. You know, that's every every league game we've scored in this season, obviously, and the, the Cups as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it the other night with Naismith. I think he's fantastic, but there are times just from a concentration point of view where he needs to still pick the right pass. He, he kind of plays the wrong ball. Atkinson, I think we've seen that a number of times where he brings it out brilliantly and it's almost then, oh, crikey, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then he's <laughs> kind of tackled. But it was actually a really good challenge by Naismith on, on Hurst and um, he, he played it onto Hurst and we ended up getting the goal kick from it. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good challenge. But, you know, I'm, I'm fully behind Naismith. I'll take every day of the week, everything he brings to the team. Yeah, not a problem at all. Yeah, our, our best chance of the game comes so far in the 38th minute. It's a chance for Naki Wells. It's Alex Scott who picks out Jay De Silva really well. Just a straight pass, uh, finds the run of Jay De Silva. He squares it to Wells and the keeper saves. You know, that you, you've seen those go in. Um, and clearly Naki Wells, with hindsight, was just getting his eye in. But Dean probably should have scored that one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um... 
first of all, a great pass by Scotty, and then and then Jay De Silva, who we've criticised recently, actually got his head up, played a perfect ball across to someone, picked somebody out. And uh, yeah, Naki should have really should have uh, gone either side of the goalie. I mean, it was sort of straight at him, but he, he didn't connect that well as well. If you look at the replay, it was he didn't hit it with much force. Um, I would I would have I would have put my money on him scoring that. Actually, I was a bit disappointed, and I thought, would that be our chance? Yeah, Go on. Just pick up on Jada Silva, Matt. Most improved player in the last sort of four, four games. Thought it was fabulous, um, and Dean sort of saying it there. He's um, and he did it the other night as well. Obviously, we had we had the header for for Naki was from his cross, um, but he did another three or four balls yesterday that he he played them perfectly. They were right in the right area. That one, was, as you said, lovely ball from from Alex Scott in behind the defender, and Jay just picks out the pass. Um, he, he was clearly playing more advanced yesterday, Jay, um, and so was more involved. But we we know what a terrific footballer he is in tight areas. He comes away with the ball. Um, but I just thought again, yeah, his his, his delivery, his energy yesterday um, was excellent, and you know, <clears throat> I, I'm sort of, I think that there were probably five, six City players yesterday that were playing the best football in their City career, mm. and Jay's definitely one of them. I think he was he, he's Tuesday night was brilliant, or Wednesday night, sorry, was brilliant, and I thought yesterday he continued it. Yeah. Okay, into the 42nd minute. It's James feeding Scott. Scott takes seven excellent touches to get away from his marker, finds space, plays the ball forward to Vyman, and Vyman has to get his first touch in, taking it around the defender, and he's away. Accelerates into the space on the right, three touches on the ball, pinpoint cross to Tommy at the back post to head home with gusto for 1-0. And the EFL highlights made me laugh. They said he really couldn't miss. Well, quite frankly, that's a ridiculous thing to say, Matt, isn't it? (laughs) When you look at the goal from behind, and there's a, there's a great camera angle, he placed the header in the absolute perfect position. He's a, it's a diving header as well. It's yeah. not as if he's stood there and he's just letting it hit his head. He's got to take the pace off the ball to then find the, the target. And, you know, all right, we're Tommy Conway fans and we've been fans far before this season started. I thought it was a terrific header. It was absolutely the move, the ball from James, Scott, it was Brereton Diaz he was up against. So a big physical presence. Plays an absolutely wonderful left-footed pass threaded through the middle. And then Vyman's touch to get away from Hyam. As you said, Patch, three touches, but he's then on the edge of the box and just clips the, the most perfect ball into to Tommy. But Tommy still had to finish it. And it was... um. We've we've listened, then we? And we've watched it on Twitter, a, a Blackburn Rovers YouTuber, I guess... Which always makes me laugh. Just just go to the game, mate, rather than sitting in your studio commenting <laughs> on it because you're going to miss so much. But there he is giving Tommy Conway some stick about his smug face or something. Yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. I'd be I'd have a smug face. Not that Tommy did, but I would with playing the way that that lad's playing. <laughs> Quality yeah. goal. Blackburn Rover sees. We'll give him a shout out so you can go and yeah. have a little look at it yourselves. So oh, it's well uh, worth it. What a clang. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, and Dean, you know, Tommy still had plenty to do with that header. It, it, when you look at it um, from a diff- few different angles, the keeper is trying to spread himself as much as he can and he gets it just inside the post. Or literally just inside the post. It must have even brushed the post. And uh, like, um, it, was a, it was a great, great move. And um, I thought Vyman, uh, Vyman, you know, was, was superb. He got his head up and, uh, yeah, he put it on a plate, but he still had to do a lot of work. We were at Wigan. 
when Tommy had that decent chance in the centre of the goal and he, you know, he headed it probably too well and tried to try to put it down into the corner. But yesterday he had to, yeah, he had probably had a bit of time to think about it as well. Mm. That ball was floated over and he had to come in from the angle. But yeah, no, I, I, I also watched that YouTuber clip and uh, it must be annoying because Tommy, let's face it, he looks like a kid. He's got that exuberance of a kid. And so for a kid to come in and have that kind of swagger, and the other thing I've been noticing about him as well, and Tins has been talking about him as a target man, and he's always not a traditional target man, but he's actually taller and bigger than you think. And oh, I, yeah, I yeah. noticed yesterday, and I, I was I was watching it as, as an alternative to Chris Marketing. He is the boy that the ball goes into, and often it sticks and he holds it up with his back yep. to goal. And so he's not all about making the runs down the channel. So I can see where, where Tins has made that point from. And if you look at him against, say, Naki Wells, he's considerably actually taller than Naki Wells. He's, 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 he's going he's gonna, to, I think, develop into, a, into a, a striker with lots of facets about him, not just the, sort of the nippy poacher. I think he, he could develop into someone who could hold up the ball for us. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me by email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we're always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Right, the halftime summary from Rob. Wow, I'm going to put it out there and say that was the best half of football in Pearson's tenure. We've heard that a couple of times lately, haven't we? Uh, Some of our passing and moving has been an absolute joy to behold. The goal finally coming from a swift and clinical move starting from the edge of our penalty area. We have been thoroughly dominant and have looked confident, dynamic and incisive throughout. Blackburn do still carry a threat, however, even though it's been a sporadic one from them. They've still created two guilt-edged chances, so we'll need to remain well and switched on more of the same from us and hopefully we can put the game to bed fingers crossed okay into the 53rd minute wells intercepts a pass across the face and shoots and it's saved then a follow-up header from a jada silver cross is just wide so matt naki wells is buzzing all over the pitch closing down as is conway as is vyman and it's that high press that that gets us on our feet I, I don't know what else we can say about Naki Wells Patch that we haven't already said in the last few weeks. His his attitude um and, and obviously his performance has just been top drawer. Um when you then also hear how Tommy Conway talks about him, uh, I think he even referred to him as Uncle Naki on one of the yeah, tweets does, yesterday, yeah, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um it, it's it's a credit to the man in and um Rob Skeets. Rob sort of put in there that all the time, Naki, in the last three seasons that he's not been playing, you've not heard about a player chucking his toys out the pram. He's been on the bench, he's come on, and he's, you know, he doesn't look like a player that's, um, you know, angry at the manager or whatever. He's shown exactly the right attitude and he, and he's getting the rewards. And I, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of the bloke. I thought, I thought it was another outstanding performance from him yesterday. Okay. 
into the 55th minute. Bentley saves from a Dolan shot who looked pretty good after he came on the 45th minute. Sorry. Do you know really, out. really weird patch? Because I was walking out, chatting, out chatting to a Blackburn Rovers fan. I said, call that Dolan's a good player. I said, like, if you'd have had him on from the start, he went, mate, mate he's absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, really? So I thought he was really impressive. Oh, mate, no, he's absolute rubbish. Well, not yesterday, he wasn't. So, yeah, well, that's what I thought. Um, it shows his opinions, isn't yeah, it? Just came opinions. on at half time, and City deal with the follow up attack from Blackburn really well. It's Atkinson heading to Wells. He heads it up to Conway. It's a neat touch, neat hold up from Conway inside to Scott. Out wide to Vyman, and he once again shows excellent vision to pick out Wells. Doesn't panic, cuts inside onto his right and shoots to the near post for 2-0 and a lovely net noise to boot Dean. I don't know if you picked up on that that net no, noise. I, uh, no, but... I didn't pick up on the net noise, but I picked up on that. Uh, that was a great pass in by Vyman. And uh, yeah, the only thing Naki Wells had to do is probably had too much time to think about it. When he cut back inside, I thought, well, has the chance gone? But he... It, it actually opened up for him and he had a lot of the goal to shoot to, to aim at. But you go back to his attitude, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet later on in the in the day from him. He said, "What this is a team, capital mm. T-E-A-M. So in other words, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in other words, he's yeah. making... He's making reference to the fact that this is a this is a group of lads who are together. And I must admit, I thought that was significant because he's clearly been on the edge of things um, for a long yeah. time. And now he, now he sees himself as central. And as I said, I think he's enjoying his football up front with Conway. He sees that he's the senior man in that partnership. And uh, I, I love the fact that he referred to this as a team in capital. So clearly, I think... Um, and that that was always going to be the case. If Nigel Pearson could get a team of lads playing for him, that was going to be our strength. We've always said he's a man manager, like Gary Johnson was, and I think that he's got a group playing for him, which is uh, which is what we've all been waiting for, of course. And Dean, I think Naki was just showed such calm in front of goal. You know, many strikers would have just lashed at that one, but no, he takes a touch, spots the opening to the to the right of the keeper, and and finds the gap. Now it was a good finish. As I said he. Uh, uh, a good striker will actually make it look like he's he's got a lot of time, but he he um, he steadied himself, brought it on on stronger right of foot, stronger right foot, and put it right in front of you guys in the away end. It must have been lovely. Oh, I actually, I actually thought that the the ball got sl- his first touch. The ball didn't move as quickly as he wanted it to, which is why he had to bring it inside. And he gave gave the keeper the eyes because the the natural shot would have been the curve to the yeah, keeper's left, post. but but brought it in near post. But also. The touch from Tommy Conway at the start. It was one of those that came comes over him and drops, and he takes on a on a volley sort of in step cushioning it mm. to then lay it back. And then, like you said, the the ball from Vyman. Naki doesn't have to break stride. It's just played into the the perfect position. And sums up Andy Vyman in in front of goal is not quite happening for him the last couple of games, is it? But his assists and the work rate just again, you know, that's another two assists yesterday. Look. Well, Matt, I've got it written here. Vyman last season, obviously top goal scorer, but he's to I say turn in provider this season, but he's still got ten assists. He's last still got season. ten assists last season, yeah. Um, yeah. But yesterday, uh, what a ball on his left after the first assist comes from his right. His right, yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely. And both of them, the 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 strikers didn't have to break stride, didn't have to do anything difficult with it. Yeah, class, absolute class. Okay, uh, 57th minute, James was booked, and I didn't pick up what for. I don't know if either of you 
the yes, the the guy was running through and it was a shoulder to shoulder. I didn't even think it was a free kick, but the the ref gave it and then booked him. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the tick in the box. Alex Scott booked one minute later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, fifty eight. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the the home banker on the the bet builder. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sixty uh, first minute, Conway comes off, Semenyo comes on. Uh, the, I mean, Semenyo coming on in the sixtieth minute would have been pre planned, Matt, wouldn't it? I mean, it was a case of Wells or Conway. Um, you know, maybe Conway, uh, Wells' tail was up more, having just got that goal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we we between us, didn't we? We knew that the sub was going to be made, and we were all like, "Who's it going to be? Wells or or, or Tommy?" Um, I think most of us thought it probably would be Tommy, just because of the way that the game had gone. With with Naki Wells had already scored. Um, and as you say, his, his sort of confidence perhaps was, was high. Obviously, Tommy had scored as well, but Naki's was in, in the second half. So, yeah, Antoine's always going to come on, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. How did you see that one, uh, Dean? It must have been a difficult decision for the manager, unless he already had planned in his head. Yeah, I would have thought so, given the time as well. I mean, 2-0 uh, up, it's a nice time to bring him on. I mean, I was purring that you could bring on someone like Antoine. I mean, their back four must have been thinking, oh, great. Um, yeah. And 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 Tommy didn't look very happy to get taken off, which is, I always, I don't mind having a striker. I never used to like getting taken off, especially when you yeah. when there's goals about and you've already scored one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I noticed old Nigel, he always, uh, he always has a little word. It's a bit of sarcasm and a bit of a grin and he always says something as they come off. So um, I don't mind that at all, uh, especially the forward players. Um, we'll talk about Semenu's uh, sort of is is half an hour or so, but uh, no, I think Con- Conway's Conway's just value and his his his, uh, his role in the team is just getting stronger and stronger every week. Yeah, and it gives him half an hour's rest as well, which makes him more fresh for um, for Preston. Seventy um, first minute, it's actually Semenyo trying to hold the ball up for City. He comes under a lot of pressure, mm. loses the ball. It's a neat ball into Dolan, whose touch and shot beats Bentley at the near post. And uh, I don't know how they can say that Dolan wasn't or whatever words that that Blackburn fan used, Matt, yeah. because I thought that was a neat little goal. I thought it was quality finish. Um, from from where we were in the away end, we kind of thought Antoine might have been fouled, but refs are being told to let some of those kind of more physical challenges go, aren't they, this year? Um, well, he's not the easiest to get off the ball, is he? No, exactly. And there, there were three players around him. I think it, it, it was almost one of those where he tried to, to trap the ball between his legs and they the, the I think the other sub that came on... Um, poked it through but the the ball into Dolan was excellent but it was his first touch he, he, he took that first touch with pace that took Naismith out of it and then he just it's a left foot shot near post which then you know took took Dan Bentley out of it it was it was a cracking finish I thought yeah Teo. and I've always been impressed with him always been impressed with him when we played him Teo Eden was the chap was it yeah the, the assist yeah Okay, uh, so 71st minute, it's 2-1, and you think, here we go. But two minutes later, Scott wins a free kick in an Alex Scott manner. Um, his subsequent delivery is very good, finding the head of Naismith. His header is fantastic, hits the post, falls nicely for Wells, whose shot is deemed to have crossed the line by goal line technology. But we were unaware in the stands, as was everyone watching, I think, um, and thought that Naismith was given offside in his follow-up that put it in the net. Um, and yeah, a, a few seconds of not understanding what on earth had gone on. And I felt robbed of a celebration, Matt, for that one. <laughs> it was a bit of a VAR, but without VAR, wasn't it, really? Because it was yeah. um, a, a, a cracking header from Naismith. So you're kind of oohing and eyeing the fact they hit the post and rolled across. Naki, it's a thunderous shot. 
that you think the keeper's... How does he save that? Mm. And then you see Naismith do what he does, control it, bring it inside and fire it into the, the roof of the net. And because everything stopped, I'm immediately looking at the linesman thinking, well, there's a, an offside. There wasn't. Then you're looking at the ref thinking, well, what's he seen? Like, is Naismith fouled with the first header? Or yeah. And then he's pointing at his watch. You kind of realise then what it was. And it's only when you look back on the highlights that you can see, obviously, goal line technology. Yeah. Mackie Wells is is over the, the line. Yeah. Um, Blackburn over season, and I said about him, don't you know, don't watch it on YouTube, go and watch the game. But obviously, if he's overseas, then appreciating that. <laughs> so apol- apologies to him. But even that is brilliant because he's going, oh, it's offside, it's offside. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. It did, it did. Yeah, it, it stopped the cell level, though. Actually, when it was given, we did still go a little crazy, didn't we? So yeah, Dean, on the watching it on the on the TV on ESPN, were, were you any clearer than us? Exactly the same as you guys. I, uh, you know, you see the ball hit the post. You, it didn't look like it across the line. Of course, it was fractions anyway. And then, and then it was almost like in slow motion when Naismith put it in. But you were there. When did he did he blow his whistle before Naismith? Yeah, yes, um, and that's what, that's what yeah. made me think that he was offside or he'd been, you know, caught in an infringement or something. I just thought, yeah. oh no, yeah, that, that that's almost too good to be true. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, just thought it something had happened, but then when you sort of see, I, I can't remember who reacted fat, uh, quickest from from the city perspective, who was closest to the ref because he was pointing towards the centre spot. So, yeah, yeah, chaos. Do they do they do they put the do they put the display up of how far, far no. the ball went over the line? No, but I think if it. they did, I didn't see it. But they have I've, we've seen it. Subsequently, seen it yeah. since, and it's literally yeah. just over the line, isn't it? Yeah. It's. Well, it's yes. got to be all the ball, isn't it? And yeah, it was. It was that, all the ball. That, that was the case. There was a little but bit the, of daylight. I don't think, Dean, although although the whistle went, the Blackburn Ravers players hadn't stopped or anything. So Naismith's goal, you know, yeah. no, no one can turn around and even if they disputed it, which obviously they can yeah. with goal line technology. But um, but what, what was great about it, Patch, as well, is that we've conceded, having been dominant in terms of chances and, and really the, the pattern of the game, maybe not possession, um, and we've often talked about possession stats, but we were dominant in terms of winning individual battles and stuff. To concede like we did, it would have been so easy for heads to mm. drop and and we didn't, you know, we went out the other end and then you're thinking, put the game to bed, lovely jubbly, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously again, Naki Wells clo- closing down on the rebound as well to yeah. slot in, um, yeah, fair play to Naki Wells for that one. Yeah. Okay, um, again, Naki Wells, 17th, 79th minute. Wells, great work on the right, cuts back and chips across to Vyman, but he just can't reach it. And, and I've just put Wells is on fire here. Um, 83rd minute, <laughs> a comedy moment. So as I said, there was no clock on the big screen on the right-hand side that's, that had the score on it. And um, 83rd minute, Matt points out to me, there's a clock back there behind you. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to arc my neck round and could see the the, yeah. the number of minutes pass. So thanks for that, Matt. 83 well, minutes I, Only because I, I know you got you, know, you suffer with a bad neck. So I thought, well, I don't want you turning around <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> so, yeah, just seven minutes of that. Um, right, 86 minute, Wells comes off to a stand innovation and it's Joe Williams coming on, Dean. How did you see that changing the formation, if at all? Um, I think Vyman kind of drifted up. Yeah, Scott... Vyman went forward, didn't he? Uh, I think Vyman didn't. Vyman go up in the front too. Yeah, I think he Vyman went like forward. More... Scott went in behind, and um, and Williams took, took took Scott's place. Is how I saw it. So no real change, I don't think. No, I don't think so in, in terms of formation. But if you're going to give him sort of 
five ten minutes to shore things up, and he did. He did bite in and get get involved as well. So I was pleased with that. But uh, no, at that stage, you think, well, we're coasting now, three one. Let's see it out, and let's 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 just make it three one, nice and comfortable. And uh, and uh, and it was more because we deserved three one. We wanted to have two clear goals. I mean that, as we as we know that what happened later, it sort of it it, it gave it a bit of a di- different feel, didn't it? Getting that last one in, but uh, no, we were we were. I think we were very um, comfortable at that stage, and I just wanted them to, like I say, go back with conceding the one because it would have made it a lot better. I think. Yeah, Matt. After, just before that, I think you were saying, "Why aren't we using our substitutes to yeah to, just to kill the game, kill game, kill, kill yeah. game, game yeah. management, etc." And we make another one a few minutes later with Masengo coming on for Scott. So effectively, yeah. a straight straight swap there. Um, if if but actually, if Scott had gone a little bit forward, it's going a tiny bit more defensive. But ninety first yeah. minute. Happy with that. 92 minutes, Williams bursts forward and feeds Vyman, who hits it first time left-footed, and it's narrowly wide, Dean. Um, yeah, good chance to put that one to bed, but unfortunately missed. Now, good effort, but they were still still pushing for it. As I said, we were in the ascendancy. I had no no qualms about a, a comeback as, as such. I mean, it was, it was just a case of looking at the clock and winding it down. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he used the subs a bit more yesterday. I mean, we were we were at Wig and we were infuriated that the, the subs weren't used. I mean, the whole point of having those substitutions, other teams do it to us. How many times at Ashton Gate have, have they been one goal ahead and absolutely, mm. you know, nailed us bringing on two or three subs at the, at the, towards the end? And that's that's what we should start doing. Um, that what listen, what happened next is unfortunate. It was right at the end, but it's just it just gives us that. You know, little little oh. nasty taste that, that squeaky uh, bum was unnecessary. Yeah. Go on. Absolutely, yeah. 93rd exactly. minutes, a nice ball forward, and Dolan gets the better of Naismith, flicks a lovely ball with the outside of his right boot into Diaz, um, and it's a goal for Blackburn. A good assist, a good goal, and as you say, Dean, it's um, it's <laughs> something we could mm. do without. I honestly just hid behind my hat for the remaining two minutes, Matt. It was, uh, yeah, as you say, squeaky bum time. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Naismith just tried to get in front of Dolan, didn't he? And and Dolan is just quick, got got there first, plays it through, um, really good ball. And, and Brereton Diaz, when I've watched it back, if I think if Mike's Mark Sykes stays on his feet, it might make it a little bit more of a difficult chance, but he doesn't. But I mean Brereton Diaz was was being talked about as going to the Premier League, Everton being interested in in this transfer window. I think um I think he's out of contract if I'm right next summer. And Blackburn wanted 15 and Everton were only prepared to play 12. Didn't really, this is going to sound such a stupid thing to say, didn't really see much of him yesterday, but he scored, obviously. So he's a goal scorer. But I I find it really strange the position he was playing. He seemed to be playing sort of wide Mm. of the the front three, which I've not watched a lot of Blackburn Rovers, but you'd have thought that he would have been more of down the middle type of striker and the goals that he scored. So... I was it, I was quite surprised. He was almost playing where I didn't like seeing Naki Wells play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, clearly, obviously, when he did get a chance as a central striking position, he he stuck it, in it. He, he finished it. it well. Yeah, he did yeah. finish it well. But it was it was Dolan again causing the problems, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that Dolan that was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, t- two minutes of torture ensues, and I think there was one sort of long ball at the top, and you thought, here we go, this is the moment, but. But to be fair, I think Atkinson dealt with it really well. And uh, yeah, the whistle goes 
And it's a 3-2 away victory, Matt. And it was great to see at that togetherness at the final whistle when Nigel Pearson was almost leading the charge with that. Do you know, it's? I said the same about the um, the Blackpool game. Um, Nigel Pearson came the closest I've seen him coming over to City fans um, during, during a, a game. He'll be in the crowd soon. Well, yes, yeah. But he, he did. Cause, but I think he appreciated the fact that you know, again, like I said, it was a long distance to go and, and the fans did not stop making noise. Um, you know, it was, and then when you're in that end, it is kind of going to be all you can hear, but they really were behind the team. But he was also pushing the players towards it as well. But as much to say, go on, take the applause because you deserve it. Dean is absolutely spot on. It wasn't a 3-2 game. We we were better than a goal, you know, more than them. And again, chatting to some people outside, they said exactly that. They said 3-2 absolutely flattered us. You know, um, it was the best performance they'd seen from a side this season. And some of them said last season. Um, and they were absolutely praising Alex Scott. Said mm. what a fabulous player Alex Scott was. So, yeah, it was three. You know, if we just said 3-2 at the start of the day, we'd have snapped their hands off, wouldn't we? So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not I'm not disappointed with it, but it didn't reflect the game, I didn't think. Who was doing the commentary? You know, not name, but Dean on uh, ESPN Plus. Did they did they have much to say about uh, any of our players? No, they were waxing lyrical about about City. They were talking about um, you know the kind of attractive football. They were talking about the youngsters. I mean, they were clearly informed, um, which I noticed last night on the ITV show as well. They have on Dean Ashton and uh, uh, the ex Swindon striker, wouldn't yeah, it? John Parkin, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, Not yeah, John yeah, John Parkin, Parkin, Parkin and they Sam Parkin, Sam Parkin, Sam Parkin, sorry, yeah, Sam Parkin, and they, they, you know, they, we're on the radar. There's no doubt about it. We're on the radar. You know, they said about last season how, how disappointing it was, but uh, clearly, I mean, it's 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 funny, isn't it? We talk about our young starlets and 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 interest, and uh, you wonder if that's reached outside parlances, but it has. That actually has done. They're talking about Alex Scott being the next big thing. Talking about. Conway to menu of course is is getting well known but they're talking about the kind of football we're playing and the fact we're a young team which is quite interesting they were focusing on that as well um and uh, the fact that uh, you know Nigel Pearson has got his own team which is which is true I saw a tweet earlier on the the the, the kind of players he inherited Jack Hunt you know um uh, the lads I like, from, I like, yeah, lads I like Jack Hunt, no Dean. Yeah, Dean, I, like, I like Jack Hunt, no Dean. I know you miss his quality <laughs> bosses, Matt. Um, but I looked, at, I, looked at, I looked at that side and I thought, yeah, what a mishmash of players. And I know yeah. you're big fan fans as well, but Nigel inherited fan when he wanted away as well. Yep. So it was, it was uh, you know, I looked at the characters in that team and I thought, do you know what we it's completely changed around mm. and for when i saw that from naki wells who's been there probably as long as anybody now with that transition and when he said this is a team a real team and you know emphasize that i thought this is the this is the point we're getting to now we've always said we can only judge pearson when he gets his own boys in and he gets his own effort uh, ethos so is you know and that's why it was so important um, that we hung on to this group of players. I was so pleased because um, I'm not. I'm already not even thinking about January, but I'm just hope we're in a position where we can, um, we can keep those players based upon a, a possible chance. We're not. Listen, we're not. We're dreaming at the moment. We're not. But if we're up and there around it, I hope that those players can see. Give us, give us this season, and let's give it a real good go because there is something special about that team. They're playing for each other, which we haven't seen for a while, have we? Yeah. There's. I mean. Brentford fans will have been saying, you know, give us Christmas and we'll see where we are. And 
and and look what happened to Brentford, Bournemouth in the past. So there is absolutely no reason why that I don't think there's a standout team in the division, and certainly not a standout couple of teams. I think Sheffield United are very good, but they've they've also lost a game this season. Um, Norwich are obviously improving, but although they're top of the table, they've not been brilliant from that point of view. So, so why not? And Dean's absolutely right. You know, the transfer window closing, the best bit of business we did on Thursday was keeping all of those players that we've talked about. Mm. Um, so yeah, why, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Okay. Let's come on to the ratings, please, Matt. Okay. Yep. Um, so Dan Bentley, I've gone seven. Um, you know, I, I'm not, Blaming him for any of the goals, you know, two goals conceded, but I thought he had a good performance. So it was seven for Dan. The back three, I, I've kind of, I've changed a little bit because I think I went a couple of eights and then seven in, and then I've reverted back to, to three sevens because it was two goals conceded. It was centrally the ball being played through. And there were a couple of little mistakes by all three of them at various times. So I don't think it was a, a, a you know, a, a perfect performance. Um, hence the reason three well, seven. Still, so still thought, seven is exactly above. it's more above what we would expect, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, um, Jada Silva. I've already talked about, but I thought Jada Silva was excellent. Um, I've gone at eight for Jay. Um, really, really starting to show proper form, and a bit like Naki, you kind of hope. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm not being disparaging to them. I don't I don't mean that there's anything in their mindset because they're away in the summer that yeah I need to play well so I can get the best suitors. But, you know, I'd really love to start the negotiations now with Jay, with Naki, um, because when you see them playing like that, you know, you know what quality additions they are. So, yeah, eight eight for Jay. And then similarly on the right-hand side, eight for Mark. Um, I thought he, he got up and down, worked really, really hard. So, yeah, was was very impressed. Just on that, Matt, on that back three and then those two. Yeah. Um, clearly, we're getting joy from the wing-backs. Yep. But... Because we're playing the three at the back, who are improving and are putting in good performances, is that why we are leaking the goals? We're almost robbing I, Peter yeah, to pay Paul, or whatever. I, I I don't think so. From the goals that we conceded Saturday in particular, because they were they were straight through the middle. Um, you know, I know one ball came out wide, but it was Dolan's first touch that took him past Naismith for the first, and then it was a ball through centrally um, for the second one. So, so I don't I don't think so. Not not in my view, anyway. Okay. Um, midfield, um, I've got Alex Scott, nine, man of the match. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, just his poise and some of the stuff that he did on the ball, I thought it was an excellent. Probably, I don't think I've given Alex Scott a nine before, but probably the best performance I've seen from Alex Scott. And, and he's taken sh- a while to get back up to that level, hasn't he? Well, you know, we forget about the fact he had a, he had a long summer. He mm. finished a really heavy season, then goes into a demanding Euro Championships, but but mentally demanding as well. Because when you get to a, a semi-final, a final, is it six that games, has, five games? has to have an impact on your mindset though as well, doesn't it? You know you're mm. close to winning something and being part of something special. So, yeah, I I, I think it also shows, yeah, Nigel, where, where we've got cover now, leave Alex Scott in the middle, let the boy do what he is so good at. And I think in his Radio Bristol interview afterwards, he says he'll play absolutely anywhere, hasn't got a problem, but he likes playing there. So yeah, a nine in man of the match for Alex Scott. Um, and Matty James, I came very close to giving a nine to. I've given an eight. I thought Matty James was superb. Um, easily the best performance I've seen from Matty James in the City shirt. I talk about tempo with him and it being slow and 
it actually wasn't on Saturday. He was he was up to the speed of it, but controlled it really, really well as well. And, and you could see Saturday everything, all the reasons why Nigel Pearson plays Matty James. I thought it was a really, really strong performance from him. Um, and there's no doubt that he he allowed Alex Scott to do what he did. Also, he started off the move for the first goal as well, didn't he? So, yep. yeah. Um, then who else have we got? So the the front three. Then I think is I'm left with. Yeah, um, I've gone nine for Andy Vyman, two assists, and just another energetic display. I've gone eight for Tommy. Um, you know, subbed on sixty through through no fault of his own, but another good goal. And then I've gone nine for Naki Wells, and it's almost a, a, a case of I'm going Scott and Wells joint man of the matches because I thought it was such a good performance from Naki, but Alex just edged it for me. But yeah, Naki, I thought it was superb again. And he just looks like a player full of confidence, doesn't he? You know, he, he looks like he's now, in the same way as Tommy Conway's going out thinking I'm going to score, Naki Wells is going out thinking he's going to score. So, you know, that's, as I say, a nine for Alex, nine for Andy, eight for Tommy, nine for Naki. I've got a theory that, um, you know, Nigel's obviously listened to the podcast and he says, right, they only rate people after 60 minutes. So, Semenyo came on, I think, in the 61st minute. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that means he doesn't want us to rate him or he does. He's trying to do it on the 60th I, minute. I'm I, not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But we, we won't we won't rate Antoine because I don't want to give him the lowest score. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was a great a great half an hour from Antoine. Um I didn't think he showed expectation he, levels are so high. Exactly. Mate. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't show what i we've we've seen in his substitute performances. I don't know what you think, Dean, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I didn't think it was a great performance from from Antoine. No, it wasn't. Uh, well, like I say, we we're spoiled with him now, seeing as he's come on and done what he did. But uh, uh, you know, it, uh, he tried to turn in that in that area, got robbed for the goal. I mean, that was the obvious sort of you can say error, whether it was a foul or not. But I didn't think he pulled him about as much as he yeah. he has done in the previous appearances. But uh, but as I said, um, you you no, you're you're right with your scores. Um, I didn't. I didn't see the one chance. I didn't see. Didn't Viner miss a, a quite a straightforward uh, Viner Viman um, in the first half? Um, I, I was reading the ratings in Bristol Live. It said that it was the only thing they marked him down to an eight because he missed a he missed a quite a straightforward finish in the first half. But as you said, I, I don't. I don't care. Viman doesn't score if he if he sets up two goals like that. I mean, so yeah. and it was it was quality. Going back going back to the back three. They will always, always give opposition a chance because it's the, the, you think about them as individuals. You can say you've got you've got Atkinson, who's still kind of you can argue learning at this level, brings the ball out so he can get caught. You've got Naismith, who thinks he's playing for Barcelona back there. He'll do all the fancy <laughs> stuff, and then you've got dear old Zach that that will will have a record in him. So they're, they're always going to give chances, and they don't play tight together as a unit either. So I think the, the like Dolan found space in between them yesterday and that's what we're finding but we've got to accept that we not we're you know we'd be we'd be premier league bound premier league bound straight away if we had a solid defense and a, and a attack like we've got and so i'm 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 quite happy with the players that we've got back there at least they're trying to do the right things it's interesting isn't it because i think all of us would have thought zach was was absolutely on his way out we're surprised that he's he's kind of featured and maybe thomas Callis's injury the nathan baker situation has, has played into that but you, you've got Zach, you've got Jada Silva, you've got Naki, who arguably at stages 
you know, had lost their bus ticket and, and were having to, to thumb lifts and stuff. Um, whereas now, I'd have them in the office, all three of them, talking about new contracts. Um, new bus passes. You know, yeah, exactly. Because even from Zach, and, you know, yes, even on Saturday, he got caught late under the ball from Bereton Diaz. But you cannot question his, his effort and his willingness to do you know what he wants to do for Bristol City. So he still gets a lot of sticks, Zach Viner. Um, but I would absolutely have him as a you know, I've always said it as a squad player. And at the moment he's not. He's first, you know, he's a first choice by by properly being first choice. So well, and also with Zach, you know, he he's played in a number of positions now. Yep. Um, yep. you know, I, I can't think how many times prior to this season he played as the right of a back three. He was yeah. right back, he was centre right midfield. Defensive midfielder, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, and, and as a sum of the parts of the three of them, you know, they've been together now for a number of games. And yeah. just thinking back through our ratings, I think they've they've always been similar, haven't they? Yeah. They've I think they, one game they were like fours and fives and the other games they're six, sevens and sevens and eights. So Zach's average uh hang on, let me that's an interesting one. So Zach's average is six point three seven five. Carl's two two decimal places, please. All right, yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> so Zach, Zach, Zach is six point four. Carl is six point six. Yeah, all right, yeah. And Rob Atkinson is six point seven. Okay. So yeah, they're all they're all much of a match. But it also goes back to goes back to Dean's point about Nigel Pearson's man management. He's not. You're, you're out the team, forget all about it, cheerio. He's mm. brought them back in. He's got them playing in in certainly Mackie's and Jay's um, cases, the the best um, the best sort of football of their career at Bristol City, haven't he? So, okay. Uh, Nigel Pearson, Matthew. Yeah, so that's an average weekly of 7.91. And Nigel, I, I've got to go nine. I've given nines to Andy, you know, Alex. And, but you, you've won three to away. I'm not going to name names, but on our WhatsApp group, one one of the group who you know is is a football coach, someone I respect, um, has talked about it being the first real test of the season, and we passed that test with flying colours. Um, so I think you got the subs right. So yeah, I've got to go nine for Nige. Yeah, okay, lovely stuff. A couple of tweets to read out. Joanna Bags, brilliant performance today. Scott and James, excellent. Front three causing mayhem, but the effort and togetherness of the whole team squad is second to none. Not getting too carried away, but what a start. All we want is 100% effort, and that's what we are seeing. We've said that so many times, Matt and Dean, haven't we? Yeah. If if we can yeah. see the effort going in on the pitch, even if we come away losing or not winning. I remember a game, I think it was Fulham at home last season, where they were literally all led on the, on the pitch. They put in effort, and we could see... See what they were trying. Was that the to cup? Do. Was that the cup game, or was that? Yeah, I think game? it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been. Um, uh, Mikey Red from taking over a team that struggled for for a shot on target in a match. You have to say what Nigel Pearson's done to us in an attacking sense is incredible. What an exciting team we are. What we are to watch these days. Um, and Lee Granger, silky smooth champagne football. What a delight we've become. Great youngsters, some quality older pros, winning well, playing some great football, and scoring quality goals. Some hard games to come, but a season of enjoyment, hopefully, on the cards. Credit to Nigel Pearson, inherited a poor squad and has had no money to spend and has picked up some great free sign-ins. Blooded the youth and moved on 13-plus players. One team in Bristol, come on you Reds. Dean, 
Uh, what Lee's saying there, what Mikey and Joanna, all very, very valid points. Um, and yeah, the, the future is looking bright for Bristol City at the moment. Totally. And it's those kind of comments that you've got to you've got to listen to because it must have been a difficult job to take on. There's no doubt about it. As I said, looking at that squad he inherited, you have players out of contract, players who wanted, you know, wanted away. Um, you know, people like Lansbury has picked up kind of stopgap players. You don't know the kind of personalities as well. Um, and it would take time to move these players on. As I said, they're on decent money. We saw moving on Casey Palmer. He was clearly an issue. He's moved. He got you know, moved him on. The dynamic of the of the group has changed. And I think this is when we should judge him this season because this is this is the team that he has built. He's got he's brought in lads. Those signings, as I said, every single one of the signings, we're still yet to see the best of Kane Wilson. I mean, he'll yeah. come. There's no doubt about it. George yeah. Tan developing, but I, you know, Sykes, what a revelation. Naismith, I just is a joy to watch. I mean, he's a proper footballer. Um, I, you talk about Tess, the next three games for me. Preston, our bogey team at home. Mm. Um, you know what we're like at Preston. I don't know if it's subconscious kind of thing, but Preston at home, and then you, then you've got probably your two toughest toughest away games, Norwich and Burnley. Um, and I think if we can hold our own, not necessarily win win all of them, but hold our own. That's the thing. Go to a place like Norwich, hold our own because they they're gonna they're gonna still be a force this year because of you know they're they're the yo yo team and Burnley likewise. And I, I just think, um, I just think, yeah. After ten games, we can sit back, we can look at this and think if we, oh, we are in a good position. Um, you talked about Blackpool throwing away. I'm still sick about that whole game, yep. the first game of the season. Mm. I mean, ridiculous to lose that game. Um, uh, but it's it's what ifs. So at the end of the day, we've we turned it around. Um, like you're a United fan, Matt. They've done exactly the same. Yep. I mean, it, look at that game at Brentford yeah. today. They they got a result against Arsenal, unbeaten team. Yep. So. It's, it's a case of putting those performances behind and building for the future. And I think we're on a run now. Let's keep this run going. And you can just see the confidence in the team. So uh, let's let's see what we do. At, you know, if we can, of course, it'd be lovely to turn Preston over and score a few goals at home because they, they're always they're always that irritable, irritant team that come there and, and sort of shut up shop. And is he still there, that Daniel Johnson? Daniel Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, is yeah, he? I'll have a look. Uh, I'm not even going to mention... Uh, I'm not even going to mention penalty Daniel Johnson, but um, yeah. let's let's see let's see the next next three games, and um, I yeah. think uh, then we can judge. But no, I'm really I'm really I'm really excited because not not only the the personnel that he's brought in, but you can see them playing for each other. Um, in Scott and uh, Conway, you've got two guys that are just loving their football. Um, yeah, and it uh, for me for me roll on roll on the roll on the next game because I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, he was Daniel, um, Daniel Johnson sub. news. He was sub on the weekend. Came on eight, eighty-two minutes. Bang to, to start against but, us. But Preston, I think that's that's their first loss the weekend, um, and they've only scored two goals all season, which kind of wow. doesn't bode particularly well when we then play them, does it? But um, the other thing I wanted to say is, I talked about the fact that we've played what we've played. So Hull away, Wigan away, Blackpool away, Blackburn away, Norwich away next week. I don't know how the EFL fixtures are looked at and how they come out, but how on earth are Bristol City playing Norwich on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever night of the week it is? I think it's a Wednesday. Mm. How are they playing on a Wednesday? And how have we ended up having those long northern trips? Surely you'd look at it and go, right, well, we need to, you know, you can do various different programming, can you? But yeah, well, we need to make sure that the, the Birmingham game or the, you know, the... Um, West Brom game is in between and just just break it up because 
it's a hell of a distance to travel mm-hmm. and a hell of you know it, it it costs me pretty much a full tank of petrol which is 120 quid mm-hmm. so you know it just isn't doesn't seem fair doesn't seem fair so yeah no, it's a good point um we've already picked up on joanna's point about the the team uh the team togetherness and the yeah. squad togetherness also mikey makes a good point around the fact that we were struggling for a shot on target weren't we for a lion's share of was it last season i think yeah um and on so many occasions i think we sometimes would muster one shot on target yeah but now it's uh it's couldn't be much it- further from the truth is that anything to do with Jason Newell coming in? Well, he also you know, came in, yeah. Someone's pointed that out. I think. Very, very, very vocal, um, very visible on the touchline, isn't he? Mm. Um, so, I think actually you know, it was the, it was, say it's, it was the you know, season that before last, wasn't it? Because obviously last season, Vyman scored loads of goals. And yeah. the season before last, I think we were struggling for a shot on target. But, but even uh, this season, you know, Newell is obviously having an impact, isn't he? Um, but also, you know... You, he, he seems it, to be the one that's out in the... Um, technical area, technical area, yeah. yeah, more than anyone else, I'd yeah. say at the moment. Yeah, him, him, and Curtis seem to be to be out there. But yeah, it was um, again, it 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 feels, and when you listen to Alex Scott's interview afterwards, he he talks about the togetherness, the way they're playing, and as Dean has said, Naki Wells's post that you know the the team element, mm. um, yeah, it's 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 fantastic, isn't it? And okay. the thing, the thing that the thing that I'm enjoying is the there's the pace in the side, you know. Mm. With all due respect to Chris Martin and and you know our midfield in the past, everything's been you know pedestrian and slow. It's it's great, isn't it? To hit yeah. these teams on the break, and if you if yeah. you're going to play pressing football and then and then attack as we've done, I mean that, that those goals yesterday, I mean they're fantastic the way we broke yeah. in that that to me pace hurts anyone at any level of football, yeah. and we've got it now. So um, yeah. uh, I mean, Chrissy Martin going to come back in at some stage but uh we've just got to realize that uh, at the moment we've got to stick with this group of players because they're doing their job there was one nice moment yesterday patch and i don't know if you I saw it did you see with chrissy martin so chrissy martin's and, and excuse me chris i don't know if it's your wife your partner but was in in the away end with their newborn son i think it is um and chrissy came over Obviously, you know, kissed, kissed his his partner and then looked at the baby. Actually, came you know came into the stand and then what I assume was his daughter or or relative was then hugging him and it was just lovely to see. Mm. Um, so yeah, fair play. And the other thing I want to say, Patch, have you seen the and and Dean, have you seen the the bit of the the spat between Shrewsbury and Bristol Rovers? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The 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 M and M tweets. Yeah. I mean. Eminem, the, the brilliant from Shrewsbury. And then I have to say the Rovers' response is equally as good. But I also want to say about the, the Burnley tweets for their signings. Oh, yeah, fantastic. I think, I think I, I've said it before, I think the Bristol City media team has made everybody up their game now and, and everybody seems to be doing it. But some of the Burnley ones, I mean, the sixth sense signing yeah. that they did. Sorry, yeah, what the Lambs, just, I think. Oh, well. superb. Yeah, really good. Really yeah. good. And there was another one, I think, um, from I'm a Celeb, wasn't there, with no, yes. no more tweets and he shuts the... Yeah, that's the thing, Zane. But yeah, no, it's great, and it, it's it's all of that sort of stuff that you know keeps you entertained on Twitter and it's great, engagement, isn't it? It's yeah. Great to see, great to see. Yeah, um, whilst you're talking about Rovers, there, Matt. Obviously, on this day in history, 2013 was the last time we played Rovers. The 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 famous uh, Jet goal, um, which is still one of my favourite goals ever. And Joe. And Joe Bryan's, which is equally one of mine, yeah. And Joe Bryan, yeah. But um, also, going back to 1991, City 1, Rovers 0, Wayne Allison scoring. Um, it, it sparked a bit of a debate 
on Twitter about Rovers and do you miss the derby? I think I worked out, um, so if it was 2013 was the last game, the last derby, that means basically that any fan of 14 or under hasn't seen or remembers a, a Bristol derby. And for, for me, I, I miss them. Obviously, I don't want them to be in our league, but you know we could get them in the cup or whatever. But some people have said, uh, I would be happy if we never played them again. And I know your views, Matt, of you don't want them in the league, but you wouldn't mind yeah. it in the cup. And yeah. also, you, you were always very nervous about those oh, games. Oh, very, very nervous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, hate, hated them. Yeah, never yeah. enjoyed Well, you only enjoy winning them, don't you, obviously? But I didn't enjoy the build-up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how Dean felt about them. I mean, Dean's obviously got. I was going to say a foot in the in, in both camps. I don't mean that, but obviously a good friend of Dean's is an ex City and Rovers player. Um, so yeah, I don't know how you take on Dean, but yeah, I, I don't miss them at all. I really don't. I think it's. I think it's different for for the for the lads that actually live in Bristol, like you. I mean, I'm an hour outside in West Somerset, and uh, so I don't think we feel that rivalry as much as much as as much as you guys who have to go to work and, and have that stick. And, you know, there's always that annoying Rivers fan you really can't stand and you just want this team to lose. And I can see that. For me, it boils over, obviously, when there's trouble. But it's it just really annoys me that, that our fans can stand your dad for 90 to talk about sing Dean. songs about. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 with trouble, you know, he doesn't like that. But, um, no, I, I miss them. I miss them. I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I was there when they all went on the pitch and bloody Beadle scored that last minute to, equaliser and oh it's that sickening feeling but when you do beat them it's great because there's a there's a I think I I've never I've never been to an old firm or any of the massive massive derbies but I mean there's the atmosphere is electric um and I also think if if if, I I also think I know I'm controversial in saying this and um a strong rovers makes for a strong city because we got to be above them we got to keep we got to make sure we're better than them as well and uh, you know that when they were in non league it was just it was pathetic we were singing songs about a non league team and stuff like that so <laughs> no for me for, for 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 me for me I do miss the derbies but Bristol Rovers are a, a, a team in another league they don't matter as much to me as as some people i know i know some of the city fans would rather us you know, as long as we beat Rovers, it doesn't care don't care where we are or what we're doing. But uh, no, I wouldn't take it that far. Yeah. I mean, especially now, someone like Joey Barton, if he if he if he can get under your skin, he will do anyway. Oh, so yeah. you're probably best avoiding while and, he's and in charge. It, it, fair fair play to them. You know what what the ownership and what what Joey Barton's done since he's come in. You know they, they have turned it around and they are definitely on the rise. You know you you have to say that. But you know I I, I think I said to you earlier, Patch. I was just shocked at the team. I, I don't think I would probably have recalled, you know, like we did in the, the summer podcast with the music shows. I don't think I would have got maybe five or six of those players. Um, and some of them, not not even if you'd given me initials in former clubs and stuff. You know, Sean O'Driscoll, I think, was the manager at the time. In, yeah. so that, the you know, team, that, that feels like a, an absolute lifetime ago, yeah. doesn't it? The team on the 4th of September, 2013, the Bristol City team, Elliot Parrish in goal. Yeah. Brendan Maloney, Aidan Flint, Jet, Scott Wagstaff, Bobby Reed, Joe Bryan, Marlon Pack, Nicky Shorey, uh, Marlon Harewood, and as James captain. as captain, and James O'Connor. Yeah. Um, and on the bench, Frank Fielding, Lewis Carey, Sam Baldock, Steve McLaughlin, and Jordan Winter, or Wince, as Wince. he's now known in the yeah. R&B uh, world. Yeah. yeah, and head head coach, uh, Sean O'Driscoll. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. I'm I'm gonna play a little clip now. Um and it's uh, I, I, I got a lift home with, with Danny and Alan and in the back was Frankie and Jack, the, the two boys, and, and they've given their views on today's game. Excellent. 
Okay, so we are coming down the M5 on our way home from a 3-2 away win at Blackburn. Um, we're coming to Frankie first. Frankie, give us your thoughts on today's game. Great to get a win, yeah? Yeah, um, I, f I think Bentley Alex Scott done well. Weiner is a good offender, but he just needs to play out the back. And Alex Scott, for the first goal, he was part of that set because of that run. That was absolutely amazing. Better than any, anyone else who's done it. If, if anyone else done it better than Alex Scott, I'll say something about them. But um, my player of the match was Bentley and Alex Scott. Player of the match was Bentley and Alex Scott. All right, let's come to Jack. Jack, 3-2 away win at Blackburn. Who was your player of the match and uh, which of the three goals was the best one for you? Mackie Wells was a player of the match and I think the best goal was the first one because the way we played the ball around was good. Scott's dribbling and it was like a team goal. It wasn't an individual. Yeah, and who's been your player of the season so far? Um, probably Mackie Wells or Tommy Conway. Yeah, nice. Ask for one player, you get two. Two for one here on Three Peeps in a Podcast. We'll be back soon. Cheers, everyone. So yeah, thanks to Frankie and Jack um, for their views on the game. Quick shout out to Shahan, who's a, a listener to the podcast and on the Bristol City Vixen cast. Uh, he went to Clash at the Castle yesterday. For now, I know we've got some wrestling fans that listen. Um, and he was very brave and wore a Bristol City shirt to Cardiff and had a Nigel Pearson 316 sign. Um, so yeah, well done, and and I and I know he's made it home as well. So yeah. fair play. And, and I think he had a Cardiff get battered sign as well. But yeah, <laughs> I, he had a few. I, I think I think yeah. I've seen about ten signs now from, from Shahan. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Ho hopefully, enjoyed his day out in in Cardiff yeah. as much as we enjoyed our day out in Blackburn. Yeah. Um, right, next game, Matt Preston. Um, you can't really change the team, can you? No, no. I think it would be the same starting lineup as as yesterday. You know, nice to have a week off and and get some, mm. um, you know, some some relaxation into them and you know get get a bit of energy back into a couple of the players that were looking a little bit tired, understandably. So, yeah, hopefully next Saturday refreshed in and ready to to, to crack on again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dean, um, again, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, and it's been lovely to physically meet you in recent weeks and uh now you've got we've all we're all back to back to life back to reality you know the schools are back in session we're well, gonna um, break out uh, in the song then back to <laughs> life soul to soul coming up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but now and also great. lovely to meet mrs allen as well dean as well to pass absolutely on. oh no it was, a, it was an absolute pleasure wasn't it i mean a great great day at cardiff with the former players i mean i'm, I'm still buzzing about that so now I'm, I'm watching you boys and I, I know what you're doing on a match day and all that great work. It was it was absolutely fantastic. A real privilege. Bless you. Right, let's crack on. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC and we'll be back very soon. Cheers for now. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, Dean. Take care. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment, I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something, I don't care that much Don't 
Watching that little town slowly disappear. 